the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Is anything coming through? Okay. Uh, we're here talking about savings, investments, and your retirement today. And the motto in the, uh, our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively. Now, we start out that way by basically what you want to do is save a minimum of 10% plus the company match and to get you going with your retirement. And then you, you start out from there. It's 10% plus the company match will get you where you need to be for retirement. The actual numbers are about 13% for retirement. That gets you out there. Yeah, and so so that that's what you want to do. Can you turn down these? I'm getting a lot of bu- hiss in this mics. Yeah. Okay. So so we want to start out that way, and, and then you want to work on building the wealth from there. Now, tell you what. What we've got on the show today is we're going to be discussing quite a bit about about the markets. We're going to be starting about saving money, about building wealth, and and what to do for retirement. It, typically, uh, once you re- once you retire from the company, it's generally better off to do a rollover out of your IRA for for a couple reasons. The 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 four hundred one ks tend to have less choices. They also tend to be harder to deal with once you've left the company. It just gets it gets much more difficult to deal with people at the company once you're gone at the HR people. And, and so you want to typically roll it over. A, a lot of firms uh, use Fidelity, and Fidelity will try to keep you, convince you to keep the money there. You can or you can't. It just depends on what you want to do. But but the but really, I think you want to go with somebody that 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 has your best interest at heart, that has a responsibility, like some type of financial advisor that has a fiduciary to you, to your money, and doesn't work for the company or uh, is paid by the company. I, I think that that's a big thing. And, and once, if anything happens to you, it just becomes a mess to get the funds out of the out of the 401k. It tends to be much, much simpler with an IRA overall. And so there's just a lot of advantages some people have I've seen have kept the the funds at the company. <laughs> They're happy with it, but most most people will do an IRA rollover, and, and so that's that, that's just something that that you want to think about going forward is, is is what to do with that and 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 how to handle that with with your IRAs. Uh, a couple things. This is a live show. You can listen anywhere in uh, in in the world by going to uh, t- am ten seventy theanswer dot com or just t- knth googling knth. You can pull it up, hit the listen live button, and listen anywhere. We'll be talking some about the economy's getting better. We're talking about some of the. Uh, we'll be discussing some more things about these these CEOs that are virtue signaling out there and basically using the company. Uh, as their personal platform to to and, and we're really going to be concerned about that. Uh, we're going to be talking some more about you know what to do in the world today uh, with with the uh, with the, with the changes happening out there. So so there's quite a bit I, I think we're going to be discussing. It's also a live show. You can listen any uh, you can uh, call in at, uh, to the radio station at seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We'll be happy to get your questions answered here on the show today. So, uh, a cu- couple of things I wanted to start out with the uh, where to go here. Yeah, uh, uh, I tell you what, I, I really wanted to touch base I, again. We've got more problems with CEOs in corporate America uh, espousing their personal beliefs at the top of the company. And uh, this started out with uh, the, it was an interesting story in the Financial Times this week about Abigail Disney. And Abigail Disney has called out Bob Iger, and and, and Bob Iger is the these um, down a little bit, uh, the up a little, just okay, good, good, good. All right, uh, Bob Bob Iger is the 
is 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 the CEO of uh, Disney Corporation. And uh, Abigail Disney is the daughter of Roy Disney. Uh, Roy and Walt Disney founded uh, uh, Dis- uh, the Disney Company. And and her big thing was on how much Bob Iger makes. And uh, $67 million a year. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm not a big fan of Bob Iger, as, as you know. I, I believe the Disney Corporation is the biggest promoter of abortion in the United States of America today, or backer of abortion. And uh, it, uh, Walt Disney Company is a is a children's basically they've built their uh, they have the best children's franchise for children's films and children inter, children's entertainment in the United States, and I, I think it's it's just morally appalling that that the Disney Corporation is is the biggest promote backer of of abortion in the United States of all the major companies in in, in the in the country, and uh, Disney is a public company. And it's not owned by Bob Iger. Bob Iger doesn't have a big position in the company, uh, and uh, and yet Bob Iger is promoting his personal agenda uh, at the expense of the Disney shareholders. I don't believe this is good for the Disney franchise. I mean, uh, Dis- the Disney Corporation's promotion of abortion is is really repugnant to at least half the country at a minimum, and and it it, it the shareholders of the company. We don't own Disney, uh, full disclosure, but some of our clients own Disney, and um, the uh, and the listeners own Disney, and they're not happy with with the Disney Corporation's promotion of abortion, I, and and there's just no other way around it. And Abigail Disney came out; she didn't mention this, but she pointed out that Bob Iger makes sixty seven million dollars a year, and, and she points it out; it's five hundred times the medium pay uh, of the workers, and. And, and then she further points out the lowest paid people at Disney make $135 a day. Bob Iger at Disney, uh, the promotion, the abortion promoter makes $180,000 a day. And so you kind of start wondering, uh, you know, what, what's going on here? And, and, and I think this is not, again, not in the best interest of the shareholders. I'm, I'm very surprised that shareholders have not stepped up and sued the Disney Corporation and sued Bob Iger, particularly for misusing uh, the Disney corpora- the, the, the Disney uh, for his own personal use. I mean, there's no reason that they should be supporting abortion whatsoever. This is appalling that Disney's involved in this. And it's not a minor thing. It's a it's a major platform of the Disney Corporation. Bob Iger has spoken very publicly and very forcefully about that. And it, it goes back to what I'm starting to wonder with some of these virtue signaling corporations out there. Disney has no reason to support abortion. But Bob Iger is making $67 million a year, and the, and the Democrats are getting upset about it. So is this not about morals, but is it really about money? And is Bob Iger really doing this and, and pushing the Disney corporation to support abortions because he's trying to protect his big salaries and he's worried that, that the Democrats are going to go after high level salaries. So is this really about money? And we have another situation like this as well with the Nike corporation. Nike's come out and uh, Colin Kaepernick has said that he didn't like the flag shoes that that came out. So Disney recalled them from the stores. They were kind of supposed to come out July 4th. Now, Colin Kaepernick has every right to sit there and say, hey, I don't like the flag. I mean, it's it's his right. I, you know, I just believe if someone wants to burn the flag, I'm not happy about it, but they have a right to do that. But this is, again, another situation of a CEO, Mark Parker, uh, is backing and pulled the flag. And and you got to start wondering. I mean, Nike is one of the most recognized symbols in the world. The most rec- one of the most recognized symbols outside of religious symbols is the American flag. And so, I mean, is is Mark Parker? Is he some type of revolutionary that's trying to take down the United States? I don't think so. But in in a way, he is a revolutionary because he because he is backing the idea that that the United States is a bad place and our flag represents represent some type of atrocities we've committed in the past, which is complete, absolute garbage. I mean, there, there's no difference between Osama bin Laden and Mark Parker. And you say, hey, Ted, that sounds a little extreme. 
No, if you really sit down and analyze it, Osama bin Laden wants to stick it to the United States and, you know, crash planes into the World Trade Center that killed 3,000 people because he hated the United States and it hated what it represented. Mark Parker of the Nike Corporation pulled the, pulled the shoes that had the flags in it because the, he said the flag of the United States of America, the Betsy Ross flag, was 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 symbolized the, the the problems with the United States and what a horrible country it is and racism and everything else and I don't know what the hell uh, Betsy Ross had to do with that but but she, he put it out there it, and, and again Osama bin Laden could not stand what the United States stood for so he attacked the World Trade Center Mark Parker CEO of Nike Corporation basically. Did not like does not like the United States and attacks the flag because he hates what the United States stands for. Mark Parker is a revolutionary in many ways, and he seeks to destroy the country. And now that here's the what is the competent? Why are you bringing up a uh, Bob Iger in in Mark Parker again? We're looking at money here. Let's take a look. In 2017, Mark Parker made 13.9 million dollars. Now. Look, it was a bad year for Nike, so they cut his salary from $47 million a year. And if you read Mark Parker's bio, he seems like a nice guy. He collects art. And, you know, well, look, I would be collecting art all over the place, too, if I was making $47 million a year. But that's an aside point. Again, what we have is a virtual virtual signaling CEO that's trashing the United States of America with, again, a massive pay package. And again, there seems to be a common denominator, some with the, some of the highest paid CEOs out there taking positions that are contrary, that are tend to be either moral positions or, or positions of freedom in the United States against the American people to either to somehow signal to the Democrats that, hey, it's OK, we're on your side, we support abortion, we're going to trash the flag, we hate the United States of America too, hoping that maybe they won't get taxed. And, and, so, and the question I have for both of these people, again, is it all about money? Again, I believe lawsuits should be filed against these people. I believe they breach shareholder uh, fiduciary responsibilities when they've done this. I think they put their personal interest ahead of ahead of the corporate corporate America uh, of of the shareholders. Excuse me, they put their 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 personal interests above the shareholders of the United States of America. And uh, not the, the United States of the shareholders of the Disney Corporation and the shareholders of Nike Corporation. There's no business for we've been talking about this for CEOs to be involving themselves in personal freedoms of the American people. There's no place for CEOs of the United States corporations to be trashing and, and denigrating the United States of America. They, they, they need to stay out of this type of business. And what we're seeing is, if you look at the research, we have a small number of people, of wealthy people, very wealthy people out there that are putting together these little organizations that are targeting these companies and pushing them into these stances and convincing these CEOs. This is a major problem. It's a responsibility of the United States government to regulate our freedoms to regulate the laws in the United States. It's not the responsibility of corporate America. This is a very dangerous thing. And what concerns me is I'm seeing a number of CEOs. I mean, the idea that that Nike would denigrate the United States of America and trash the flag like they have is disgusting. And I've thrown away, I'm throwing away all my Nike gear and I'm not going to use it. And the other thing you should look at, if your university is, is has Nike on their gear and is sponsored by Nike, they should pull it. They should look at Adidas. They should look at Under Armour. I mean, it's time we stood up to this type of, 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 of garbage from these people. It's not right. It's profoundly un-American, and it's a threat to your freedoms. Make no mistake about it. And so, you know, I guess that's all I can say on that matter. But to me, it's it's it's. I think it's disgusting what Nike did. We'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We're just discussing, uh, you know, I'm going to switch over to a couple things here in a minute, but we were just discussing the situation with uh, Nike pulling the uh, the shoe. And, and again, Colin Kaepernick has every right to sit there and say this. I, I really, I think people have a right to burn the flag if they want to. That's their business. But, but what 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 is what they don't ha- have a right to is corporations don't have the right to sit there and proverbial burn the flag like Nike did i mean i don't i mean i just cannot believe a major company would do this these people have sponsorships with half of the big colleges in the united states of america and i can't believe they're uh, they're not kicked off and i almost am amazed that that uh mark parker hasn't been asked to resign at nike over this incident i mean i think it's completely ridiculous and it's completely outrageous to say the flag the betsy ross flag which is the you know basically the start that's where we she made the flag this is the original flag of the united states and for nike to sit there and take a you know to sit there and proverbially burn the flag which is what they've done make no mistake about it is 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 profoundly un-american and uh, should not be tolerated by the American people. That's that's just me. I, I'm just disgusted with Nike. But we'll shift topics to something else. And one of the things I really wanted to take a look at here is the uh, um, is the jobs number. Jobs number came in very good for for the for the economy. And and one of the the big thinking was is the economy was going to sail into a recession, which is one of the. One of the real conundrums out there right now is if you sit down and look at it, the, the public and a lot of the very smart money really does not trust this market at all. Uh, the The market's really being pushed up by about – they're thinking you're going to do somewhere between 800 and a trillion dollars worth of stock buyback programs out there. But, but, but the big money has been kind of selling and pulling back uh, away from it. And the a lot of people are very concerned about a slowdown. They're looking around the world, and globally, it's pretty concrete that that the, that the global economy, the international economy, is slowing down. Now, the interesting thing is the United States economy is doing much better than everybody else. So the U.S. economy is doing better than everybody else. 
Our growth rate's about 3%. I believe it's slowing down some because of a number of reasons. Some of them just are are short-term in nature. And uh, so we are seeing somewhat of a slowdown here in the United States. But we don't think it's just going to plunge into a disaster. We do think there's going to be some problems around the world. They're going to get very, very serious. But we think the United States is the best place to be thanks to Donald Trump's policies of of low taxes and uh, and deregulation that's happening, very similar to what Ronald Reagan did that's laying a uh, long-term place to be. And he's really making the United States uh, a platform for companies to come and, and be here. And so I, I, it, and we're seeing this. We're seeing the growth. We're seeing the, the growth in in uh, in wages. And the fascinating thing is if you talk to corporate people and CEOs, they're very pessimistic. And if but if you talk to the average Americans, they're very positive. It, and I think what this is, is 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 corporate CEOs are having to deal with a lot of issues and they're being colored and they're thinking by them having to deal with China and, and, and Europe and stuff and, and the, the fact that they've had a free run to, to move factories out of the United States and fire workers, move the factories out of the United States. And and then what they and now they're having to deal with the issues and, and so they're they're having to deal with the Chinese upset with them because they're ha- the Chinese are under so much pressure and so the, it, it's coloring their view and making them more pessimistic and then the the international the, the CEOs the inter- big multinationals things are pretty bad in Germany that, well they're getting worse in Germany they're really pretty bad in China and elsewhere so it's kind of coloring their thinking but in the United States the average American's going well things are pretty good I can get a job. You know, I always I've gotten a raise I want. I got a promotion, or I can finally get out of this job I don't like and get, get hired somewhere else because the job market is good. And or people that could never find a job are getting the opportunity to get a job. So the American people are much more optimistic. And the jobs number they were expecting just 165,000 jobs. It came in at 224,000 jobs, which is again great numbers. Uh, it, it's interesting the. The the treasuries uh, jumped up about uh, nine basis points, which was it's a pretty big move of that ninety five basis points, about point one percent, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a four point almost a five percent move in the ten year yield, which is a pretty dramatic move up. And so the question is, is the Fed going to cut in the, at their July meeting? This month, and the answer is probably still yes because they're under a lot of pressure. But I, I don't think they're going to be as aggressive as cutting, as as people think. And what we're different from a lot of people is what we're saying is a two and a quarter to two and a half percent Fed funds rate is not really going to do anything to slow the economy down at all. I mean, I, I think that in the past when we've had recessions, they've taken the Fed funds rate down to two and a quarter to two and a half at the bottom of the range, and so. We, I, I just don't I don't think once interest rates get close to the zero bound they they really you know if if a rate goes from 2 to 2 and a 2 and a quarter percent 2 and a half percent I don't think it slows the economy down much whereas if the rate goes from 2 and a half to 5 or 6% that's going to really slow the economy down and I I I don't think the research has really been done on this because there's really so few times in history when when rates went as close to zero as they did in 2016. And and so this is something we're going to have to watch and see. And this is a concern for retirement save, savers because it, it, it we with, with the two and a half, two and a quarter percent Fed funds, we get really nice returns on our money market funds or you get really good returns on your on your CDs. And so for savers, this is a good deal, whereas before two, three years ago, they were getting close to zero. So things are picking up again, more positive jobs, savers are making more money, uh, so people are, are are generally happy out there, and so we'll have to see what the Fed is going to do here. But two schools of thought in corporate America, the the world economy is slowing down. For the American people, they're pretty positive they can get a job, and things are looking up in the United States for the first time in a long time. So, so we'll, we'll kind of have to see see how this plays out uh, overall. But but what we do, what we if you if you look at over in Europe, they're at negative interest rates uh, for, through uh, many uh, many parts, particularly in Germany. The negative yield rates go go out. I, th- I think got to seven, or actually, I think got to ten years right now. Uh, same thing in 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 Switzerland. There's in the in the world today. This is a shocking statistic. 
In the world today, there are $13 trillion worth of of government debt out there that pays negative interest rates, which means if you give them, if you give them a hundred thousand dollars, they give you less money back in six months. They give you less money back in a year, and in some countries, they give you less money back ten years later, which is is just absolutely astonishing. But but that's the world of ultra low interest rates. Now, here's the interesting thing: is these. The Europeans have been the most aggressive with negative interest rates, and they've taken rates down the lowest. And in the last, since the 2009 recovery, the Europeans have had the worst recovery. So there's zero evidence that negative interest rates improve an economy at all. And, I mean, it just is completely not there. What they did is the Europeans, after the crisis, relied. They said, look, we're going to flood the system with money. We're going to take rates down low. And then that didn't work, so they were going to take it lower. Then they finally took negative interest rates down to force everybody to do something. It didn't change anything. Europe's economy has still been complete garbage. It's grown at about 1% to 2% for the last 10 years, going on 11, 12 years right now. And the United States is a difference— they came in at ultra low rates. We took rates down uh, to the bottom in 2016, but we also lowered taxes. We cut regulation. We re- we restructured our banks. You know, people forget we we at Max Out Savings Advisors we've taken a position in in, in some of the banks. Uh, and one of the reasons we did is because over the last ten years, the banks have paid over eighty billion dollars in fees, fines, restitution in legal fees uh, because of, of the financial crisis. And the Federal Reserve has stepped in, and we've been a huge critic of the Federal Reserve, but this is one thing they did do is they they forced the banks to become much more conservative, to rebuild their capital, and, 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 and to restructure their businesses. And now they're starting to earn more money. And, and so our banking system is restructured. Europe never restructured their banking system. And there's still banks to this day that are closed. The next recession are going to collapse. And and so uh, I can think two of them right off the top of my head. And, uh, and so by doing the right things, by cutting taxes, cutting regulation, restructuring the banks, rebuilding capital at the banks, we have Got, we've got the best recovery in the last 12 years in the world. I mean, you could say China's done a little bit better, but China China has massive debt. Their, their economy is, is in much worse shape. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why we don't think the G20, it, it, I mean, not the G20, but the Chinese-U.S. deal didn't get done, hasn't been done yet because I think China's economy is in much worse shape than everyone realizes. And the problem is if they cut a deal right now and everything gets back to normal, the Chinese economy is going to continue to slow because of the move to hardline communism. At that point in time, President Xi of China has nobody to blame but himself. Right now, he can blame Donald Trump for the, for the slowdown. So I, th- I, I think that the deal, as we, 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 we got the G20 meeting and as we talked about, wrote about in our Max Out Savings Report, things have slowed down quite a bit. And, and what we've seen is... Uh, uh, they, they, we we got the deal, kind of the kick the can down the road deal, uh, with a few things in agreeing to talk, continuing going forward, which is kind of what we expected. So again, still no deal. Uh, we've been warning that this is a trade war in our max out savings report since over a year ago, well, two years ago. We were saying, look, we're going into a trade war. I think the exact quote, some oh, I'll just paraphrase, was something like. The public and the, the press and the mainstream media are caught, caught talking about the trade dispute or the trade tiff, and we said, no, these they're mistaken. This is a trade war, and it's going to get much worse, which is exactly what's happened. And, and so here we are, trade wars continuing, and uh, again, I, I think you still have to uh, understand that the world is dramatically changing. We've had 40 years of, of globalism and, 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 and at the expense in many cases of the working people in the United States. And, and Donald Trump is the first president that has stood up and said, wait, this is wrong to sit there and take all these jobs from Americans and shift them overseas and then, and the, and then have unfair trade advantages by with uh, low tax, with in case, some case, no taxes, tax rebates over there, intellectual property theft, uh, techno- forced technological transfer, 
uh, subsidies in all types of in in a, on a complete unlevel playing field, so all the jobs go to China or they go to Germany, where where uh, in a complete unlevel playing field. So we we were never playing fairly. The other side was cheating, and we were losing every time. And we, no one would stand up. And you see why we've talked about in the show. You see why. You see how hard it has been for Donald Trump to stand up to these people. I mean, I, th- I I genuinely believe Barack Obama wanted to do something. I genuinely believe George W. Bush wanted to do something, and Clinton before him. But they were unable to do anything because it is so difficult to the to. To, to to get for to stand up to the Chinese. That's why the American people elected Donald Trump, a, not a perfect president, but a president that was needed to get the job done. In the American sense, they they needed somebody that was going to be very tough that could stand up to the Chinese. So, and to, one other thing, I, I I really want to talk about that's not that, that we've written some about in the Maxot Savings Report. It's kind of off the subject, but is. I, some of the research I've seen, it's been about a 13% tax, 13% advantage in selling goods to the United States that China has because they had no pollution laws. And the, the pollution dam, damage done to the planet by China has been catastrophic. Enormous amounts of, of particulate pollution, uh, all types of other pollution. Uh, we've written about this in the Max Hutton Saving Report. It's it's like seventeen percent of the, and I might be wrong on this somewhere. It's some there's a number uh, fifteen to twenty percent of the ag- agricultural land in China is too badly polluted. I think I'll say fifteen percent is too badly polluted. It really should not even be used at all with 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 heavy metal pollution, with toxic chemical pollution, and other things. Their water is heavily polluted and toxic. And it, it, the the rivers are toxic. They flooded the world. Uh, oh, you hear about all the problems of plastic. Over seventy five percent of the of the plastic comes from Asia. That's in the oceans. That's choking the sea life. The pollution coming out of there could possibly be the one damaging the coral all over the Southeast Asia area. Uh, it and they it's they did they found up the 17% of the pollution in San Francisco air pollution in San Francisco can be traced back to China think about that and yet all we hear about is what bad people the what horrible place the united states is with co2 pollution and how we're destroying the planet have you heard one democrat talk about the pollution in china no have you heard one ceo talk about the pollution in china when they're haranguing us about global warming nothing and so understand, not only did they destroy the planet with the pollution, but they gave them a 13% advantage, and that's the research says, in order to compete against the Americans. And so, I mean, it's fortunate that we're standing up to the Chinese. We're not just getting our jobs back. We're also saving the planet. Think about that. No one tells you about that. That's why you listen to the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back. By the way, if you'd like a copy of the Max Out Savings Report, go to our website. It's free. Not a copy. You can sign up. The subscription is free. It's MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. We'll be right back after this quick break. Drive and drive. Don't you ever sleep. Calling out the exit signs like promises to keep. Yeah, the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground. 
and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Now then, if you have any questions or comments, this is a live show. You can reach us at 713-339-1070, at least on Saturday. On Sunday, we... uh, the uh, we have a rerun on Sunday, I think at three o'clock, and that one is not live, but uh, it's live now. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call. Um, also, uh, make sure if you get a chance, go to the website, sign up for the free report. If you need some help uh, with your four hundred one k or your IRA rollover, we really don't manage the four hundred one ks. We will help you out a little bit there, but. Uh, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com you can request an appointment or if you have a question you can always ask me a uh, ask me a question there just you might have to hit request or appointment and just type it in but um, we'll be happy to get your questions answered but at a minimum sign up for the free uh newsletter uh i think it it it's it's pretty interesting and we have all types of neat things how to save money how to build up wealth uh we talk about these things and uh the uh Interesting day. Uh, look, our most recent one, I, I do want to cover that most recent one we just sent out. We really talk about uh, the uh, about gold and silver. I, I think gold and silver are, are about to um, take another leg up in the bull market. This bull market in gold and silver started about 20 years ago. Uh, in our, I think it was our first or our second max up savings report we ever wrote. Uh, it, one of the reasons I started the report is because I saw a big, long trend developing. Uh, the Federal Reserve uh, under Ben Bernanke uh, wasn't under Ben Bernanke. He was a lower level guy at the time, but he he, he did a, a, a I think it was at Jackson Hole. They did the speech, uh, the, his famous helicopter speech, and we saw that and knew exactly what it was at the time. This was massively bullish for gold and silver, and we wrote in the Max Out Savings Report back in November of 2002 that this is the start of a 20 year bull market in precious metals. And uh, that was 2002. It still has to almost 2023 to run, which is another three years or so. And I think it's I think the next leg up is, is going to go. And, and the gold broke out above the 1375, 1380 area that's held it back for the last six years. And and, uh, and we, the reason for that was uh, is that uh, the the central banks are all. Uh, going to be pushing to to uh, to put more money in the system. Uh, and, and if you look at it, Jay Powell at the beginning of June uh, came out and said, "Look, we're probably going to be cutting rates." Or basically in, 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 insinuated that that's what they were going to do. It, and that's when it started moving up. And then Mario Draghi is talking about doing additional quantitative easing over there in, in, in Europe as Europe economy continues to slow. And it's pretty clear that central banks around the world are prepared to coordinate and reflate the try to reflate the economies. And they're, they're a little bit spooked because uh, how badly the German economy and the, <clears throat> the Chinese economy are doing. But but this is the, and, and gold is picked up on this right away and broken out. So I think this is the next leg up. Uh, we write about that in the Max Out Savings Report. 
and, and kind of lay out the case. And what's happening is people are losing faith in, in central banks around the world. What we think is going to happen is it's going to be a currency crisis in one of the countries where, where, where there's a real crisis of confidence in the currency. In that point in time, the gold is going to explode higher. The other thing we wrote about in the report is, and I still think some type of deal with Sun is, is oftentimes at these G20 meetings, there'll be a decision made to either move the dollar higher or move the dollar lower, depending on the situation. I think there's a lot of pressure to keep to move the dollar lower uh, because it helps the United States with the trade issue, which is a is a a huge trade issue. The dollar has gone up quite a bit in in the in the Chinese. The Hong Kong dollar is tied to the dollar, and the Chinese try to peg it to some extent, and it's putting pressure on them as well. And so, so I, I think I st- you'll know this. They, they don't make an announcement on on this type of thing. What you tend to see happen is a couple weeks later, you, you'll catch the trend will start moving in in the in the currency. And so, this is something we want to watch real closely over the next couple weeks out of that G20 meeting. Uh, again, more back and forth on. On the trade issues with China, some talk that the Chinese weren't going to import the grain until they were sure they had a deal with Huawei. Uh, we'd like to get into some of the grain complex uh, just because uh, I, I, the Chinese have quit buying. Uh, the price of grains have fallen in the United States. But at the same time, we've had just a horrifically bad year for crops with way too much rain. Uh, and and it, 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 we're seeing a lot of very interesting numbers. 20% of, the, of some of these uh, states haven't been planted and uh, so this is something I, I, you know, I think we want to watch closely. But, but yeah. Anyway, so a, a lot coming out of the G20 meeting. We and and the market is still up here near the highs. Uh, let's see what it does over the next couple months. Uh, to listen to the press talk, you would think the presidential campaign. I I, I genuinely believe. I think. If you ask people when the next presidential election, I would love to see the polling on this. Ryan, what do you think? If we ask the American people, when is the next election? What percentage of the American people would go this November? Thirty. Yeah, that's my point. She says 30%. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people that aren't paying too much attention and just trying. And if you ask them, they say, they would think, well, with all this politics on the news channels, it's got to be November. But it's really a year and a half away. So it, anyway, I, I think it's really fascinating. Uh, it, it's a long way off for the election. Uh, we'll see what happens. And, and the economy could be in a complete crash right now, and it could recover by the election or vice versa. So, I, I mean, it, it, it's it's just fascinating why even we can get into some of this stuff. But uh, so anyway, so, some things to look at, but that, that's what we're watching, the bull market and gold. The other thing we're seeing, some of the big trends in the market we're looking at is we're staying away from the, the tech sector. We think it's overvalued. It's very similar in our minds to 1999. It, it, it doesn't have the super high PEs, but everybody's piled into the sector uh, they're paying up massively for growth. And the same thing happened in 99. You had the high-tech sector at 80 to 130 times earnings. And then you had some of the cyclical stocks at, at 9, 10, 12 times earnings. And, and we're seeing the same thing again. There's this huge bifurcation that's kind of developed. And part of it is is Wall Street seems to think we're about to go into recession and they're desperate for growth, and they somehow figure that the tech sector is going to continue to grow through that. We see a lot of problems with tech. We see that the, the trade issues are going to be a t- make it tougher for the, the tech companies. It's not going to be as easy. It's going to raise the cost of their production in some cases. They're going to lose markets in some cases. We look at the at the antitrust issues we believe is a big deal out there. Uh, and then we also look at... Uh, I, I think privacy issues with the social media companies is is a possibly bigger than the antitrust because a lot of these guys will go well. They're kind of like you know Brer Rabbit when it comes to antitrust. Please don't throw me in the briar patch. Please don't break up the company because then they figure it'll be more valuable in separate companies. But the privacy issue is a little different because if they start having to really watch out for privacy, they can't sell that information, and that 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 is kind of the. the what what Facebook sells is you don't understand what Facebook sells is not you looking at the website. 
you know, what Facebook really sells is all that data they've collected on you, all your friends, all your likes, all your dislikes, what you do, how you're feeling that day. That's all has value that, that Facebook can peddle. You're the product at Facebook. A lot of people don't realize this. You think you're the customer at Facebook? No, you're the product that they're selling. And so, but if they start limiting that privacy, they can't, that could really affect a number of them. I think Facebook, Google, I think even Amazon and some of the other ones could really be affected by the privacy issues. And then we have a valuation issue in general, which they're very expensive. So I think that's just, I think you sort of stay away from the group. Uh, we'll see what happens on that. Um, what else we have? The uh, One interesting thing, I saw a quote, and I, I just kind of lifted it off the thing, but it was make less money, get just enough to live live on, and focus on something that you're passionate about. I think that's very valuable, uh, and I think a, a way for for particularly younger people to make to do well is find something you're passionate about, and you'll do to make money. And I think it's also good for. Uh, are they not catching the phones? Check the phones. They, uh, there's two phones. Okay, we're working on that. Uh the uh okay, try calling again, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Uh we we'll get your questions in. We had a couple calls come in at once they couldn't get them to them all. The uh, but in okay, so make less money, just about enough uh to live on and then focus on something you're passionate about is the key to long term success. But also when you get into retirement, if you if if you sit there and, 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 and find something you really kind of like to do and you still would like to do a little work and something you're passionate about, and then you can basically just live off of that money on a smaller scale and let your retirement get even bigger. And I think that's one of the real keys to retirement is once you retire, find something to passion about, or if you still have to work or something, find something you're passionate about. You're going to be a lot happier what you do. So what? Let's take a call from Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm fine. Good morning, Ted. Hey, listening to you talk about the Nike stuff, uh, it's a kind of a off the wall kind of question, but it got yeah. me to thinking. You know, okay, yeah, I'm I'm kind of anti Nike after all that too, and I would never buy their stock. Uh, but you, you know, they have these mutual funds, and I I probably own Nike and mutual funds that I own, and and it got me to thinking that uh, you know they have these socially responsible mutual funds that are obviously liberal leaning. Uh, are you aware? Is there any kind of mutual fund that would would kind of be on the other side of the coin? They they would be more conservative leaning. They would nowhere near invest in Nike and some of these other yeah. liberal companies. I, I'm not aware, but I thought maybe you would be. And you kind of got me thinking when you were talking about all this Nike stuff. That's a great idea. I'm going to find out about that. I'd like to see that because there's a lot of these liberal leaning. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, it's governance. Uh, so, so it's kind of social governance and environmental ES, ES, uh, yeah, you know, geez. social responsible or something yeah. like that. You know, they wouldn't invest in oil companies and they'd be green and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, boy, it'd be great if there was a fund. And you know, like I said, your comments about Nike got me thinking, yeah, a fund like that would not invest in Nike. <laughs> well, and, and by the way, that's a good question. Let me do some check on it. And by the way, I mean, if you have a mutual fund, it doesn't hurt to ask the uh, send a letter to the mutual fund or an email requesting to know if they own Nike stock in it. I mean, I, look, I think. Uh, the other side has been doing this for quite a while. And I think, I, I think what we really want corporate America to be doing is, is when I, I come up with an idea and I send that I want Nike to do or whoever, or some company, and then Colin Kaepernick comes up with the other side. And in both cases are told, no, we're not, we're not getting into politics. We're not getting into social stuff. Our responsibility is to the shareholders, to our workers, to the community. It's not to, we're not in the business of, of legislating or, or morality or, or, or politics in, in, you know, but no, yeah, no, I hear you. And unfortunately, there's so, and Nike's not alone, obviously. There's so <laughs> many companies that, that do that, and it kind of just makes me mad. But uh, like I say, it got me thinking. But what I will do, I'll look at some of my annual reports and look at the holdings on some of these funds. I, I think it's a good idea, and Tom. See what, they, what they actually hold. But, uh, uh, but yeah, if you ever find out anything, that'd be a great thing to throw in one of your, uh, you know, one of your reports, because I'd be kind of curious about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a look. That's a good idea. I'm going to check into that and see what I can come up with. I, I'll tell you one more thing interesting too, Tom. Is the uh, 
look, we own Bank America for some of our clients. For you know, it kind of jumped up. We're waiting for it to come down a little more, but right. off to put for new people. But I mean, in Bank America is you know trying to limit gun gun owners and different things or gun manufacturers. They don't want to do business with them. It puts us into a tough situation. We've got big profits in it. We kind of like it. We think it's going higher. And again, as shareholders, it it, it puts the shareholders in a really tough situation. Oh, sure. So anyway. They don't care care about the shareholders on that kind of stuff, it seems like. So well, good, good question. Thanks a lot, Tom. Okay, well, thanks. I'd be curious to see if you find anything. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Tell you what, coming up here in the end of the show, uh, uh, a couple things I want to wrap up. Uh, we were talking earlier about, you know, we're really disappointed with what uh, Mark Parker, CEO of Nike, has done pulling the, uh, the, the Betsy Rog, which the, well, actually it was the first flag in the United States of America, the Betsy Ross flag, one of the first ones, and really the first main one. And uh, pulling it off of a shoe was really uh, insulting to the United States of America and insulting to the American people in uh, you know, we pointed out that Mark uh, Parker made $47 million in 2016 and then, you know, $14 million the year before when things weren't going well. And, and it's just disappointing to see these type of things happen. And, and really, I think you've got to stand up and, and maybe call your college or university if they're being uh, sponsoring Nike and ask them to, to remove Nike. But uh, also talking about the markets. Uh, we think gold is breaking out. Looks very interesting in here. I, the key is to watch the dollar. Uh, talked a little bit about the, uh, uh, you know, qu- uh, about the low interest rates. And, and, and I think one way to do that is, well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about that in the next show. Uh, coming up here at the end, thanks a lot for listening. If you haven't gone to the website, if you need some help with your retirement, you can request an appointment or sign up for our free, get a free subscription to the Max Out Savings Report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Remember to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.